2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes
1: and fees may vary. Back to school time can be an exciting time, but it's also a nerve-wracking time. And that's for the parents, too.
2: We've all seen it. If we go off to school on the first day and our parents are crying, mark my words, we're going to drag the kids down with them.
1: As summer draws to a close, we've got some tips on surviving that first school bell. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. I can recall the end of summer as a kid, trying to pack in as much fun into the fleeting warm air as possible, and thinking ahead to what the new school year might bring. Those thoughts are exciting, but they can also be pretty scary for kids, pretty anxiety inducing. While no kid is free from anxiety, who are the most at risk?
0: Children who are making brand new transitions this year, whether that's a brand new school building, or perhaps children have moved... Those are kids who are certainly having to face the biggest transitions, children who have existing anxiety disorders or mental health conditions, also kids who in the past have had trouble making transitions. Having said that, I would definitely say this is a very kid-specific kind of a thing. Some children transition easily and others need a little more support. I always tell parents anxiety and kids is likely to show up in places that you have to do a little decoding. You might notice that, for example, that there are behavioral shifts, kids who are acting out who normally don't, children who maybe were fine sleepers before, and now their sleep schedule seems to be off, or they're a little bit more complainy or kvetchy. Maybe they're a little more irritable during the day, or they're complaining of stomach aches.
1: That right there, that is the voice of Dr. Erica Bocknick, a psychology professor from Wayne State University. You want to be able to talk to your kids and vice versa, right? But it's not always that easy. I have a six-year-old myself, and conversations with him vary from amazing to pulling teeth without much predictability. Dr. Bocknick says the best way to approach your kids is by making it routine.
0: If you are having an ongoing conversation with your child in life, much easier to start these harder conversations. Just get talking when you're in the car, when you're at the dinner table, about any old topic. The second thing is if it isn't natural for your family to be talking about feelings and that feels like maybe awkward or even a little confrontational, you could use other words like, I wonder what the school year is going to be like. I'm expecting the school year to be like, what do you think about that? or you could tell a story from the past. What we have to remember about our kids is that they have a lot of experience now with uncertainty and change and some existential kinds of anxieties. We do really wanna open the door to conversations and be prepared to be courageous ourselves about validating and holding whatever they're thinking and experiencing.
1: One of the world's oldest and lamest sayings is, turn that frown upside down. But it has practical applications. Dr. James Grant, he's the chief medical officer of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. He says some of that anxiety can be channeled into excitement.
2: Take a look at some of the stuff they been meaning to do all summer, summer reading lists, getting back with their friends that they've missed for a while getting them back to that routine so that when it hits, it doesn't hit them like a brick wall. So, you know, kids look forward to going back to school. They look forward to seeing their friends. They look forward to meeting their new teacher. And realize at the end of the day, you know, I remember this too, you know, your first couple of days of new classroom, new colleagues, new teachers, new subjects. You know, kids have a lot of anxiety about that. I think now is the time to say, instead of being worried about it, They need to look forward to it because we know what every new year brings new adventures and a new opportunity to grow and develop.
1: One of the things it seems that parents dread most is schedule change. It's something the kids usually don't take lying down, more like kicking and screaming. Here again is Dr. Bachnick.
0: The summer schedule tends to be a lot looser than the school year. And maybe it's because you've been having a ton of fun over the summer. Or maybe it's because childcare is very chaotic in the summer for a lot of families. To the extent that you can start getting back into a routine now, so going to bed on time and getting up on time is a little bit less of a jolt when the school year begins. I also love for families to adopt family rituals if they don't already have them in place. It provides a great anchor for kids when they're out in the world. They have something really predictable and warm and loving to come home to. A daily and a weekly ritual is a great place to
1: start. The good news is that while nothing will make it easy, Dr. Grant has some tips on helping your child adjust.
2: We're not going to be able to tell a kid who's now really excited about staying up late that all of a sudden we're going to ratchet it back to school time. Plus, you know, especially here in Michigan, it gets dark so late at night. But, you know, let's start off, you know, it's going to get dark a few minutes earlier every day. So let's start ratcheting back in kids maybe 10 minutes earlier to bed or 15 minutes earlier to bed until we get to sort of that sweet spot that we want. And that's going to be something that, you know, you just have to plan ahead so that when school hits, you know, they're ready to go. They're excited. They're well rested. Just looking forward to a great, productive school year.
1: Earlier, Dr. Bachnick was talking about the transitions being the most difficult for kids. While nothing can be done to change that, Dr. Grant says there are things you can do to ease the transition.
2: One of the best ways, especially as we look at our younger kids, is not only do you walk them through and see if they can you know, the route they'll take to school and where the school bus will meet them, and, but one of the best things to do is see if you can get them you know, engaged with other kids that will be in their class who are in the same situation, or even more so, if you've got family friends who have a child, let's say a year older, they went through it last year. Get them together, have them talk about it. You always love talking to the the kids a year or two ahead of you and they would give you all the ins and outs. Well, it's a perfect example. Oh, don't worry about this. This is not going to be as bad as you think. And this is going to be really good. And that's actually really soothing. It's when they get that firsthand advice for someone who had just gone through it a year before. So talk to your friends, because your friends, you often have kids who are just a year ahead of yours and get them together. And you know, there's nothing that will make them feel better than talking to one of their own.
1: But sometimes the anxiety, it's just too much for the young ones to handle. So when is it time for professional advice?
0: Where is the line, right? Trust your instincts. If you feel like you are in a position that you really need extra support, get it. The second thing I would say is, are the symptoms presenting in such a way that they're inhibiting the child's normal or aspired to life? Is the child so anxious that they're no longer seeing friends they're not eating, they're not sleeping well, that is a really important red flag to look for. So it's pretty normal for kids of all ages to dump when they're at home. But if you're noticing that there's a lack of coping skills across environments, home and at friends' houses, for example, that's another really important red flag The last thing I would say is that if you feel like anxiety has become rigid, that you're just not seeing any evidence of children being able to work themselves through, that's another time that you really may want to reach out for support.
1: Here's another thing to remember. These times, they're not just tough on kids. They can be tough on parents, too. And according to the experts, it's important that adults, that we adults, manage our own feelings.
0: I always think about kids as in many ways, kind of neutral about the world and what to expect. What they really care most about is hooking into the little club that they're a part of, which is their family. So they are sometimes consciously, sometimes unconsciously hooking into the emotional climate of the family and adopting parents' perspectives and kind of orientations to the world. So this is really important, however, I don't think what parents need to do is suppress or avoid what they're feeling. What's most important is to be transparent, say it out loud, and then close the loop. Talk about what you're feeling and how you face challenges when you experience them. Balance your worry with your excitement. Make sure that your anxiety about your child's anxiety is not the only part of the conversation, but you're also talking about things you feel optimistic about and excited about for the change
1: in seasons. Here's Dr. Grant one more time, and I think he's got the toughest advice of the day.
2: We've all seen it. If we go off to school on the first day and our parents are crying, mark my words, we're going to drag the kids down with them. Just show the kids, you know, you're supportive, you are their biggest cheerleader, and it's going to be a great year ahead.
1: I'll leave you with a couple of things that my dad has said to me over the years. The first one is, being a kid, it's hard. Their worries may seem small to we adults, but they are monumental in their world. The other thing is, kids are resilient, without a doubt, but that doesn't mean they should have to be. Lastly, hug those little ones extra tightly this week. They won't be little that much longer. Thank yous to Drs. Erica Bachnick and James Grant for lending their voices to this episode. Also, a forever thank you to Dr. Deanna Light's. I could not do these episodes without her. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out WWJnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about the Daily J? We want to hear them. Drop us a line at dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at A-U-D-A-C-Y.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is the Daily J. Thanks for listening.
2: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.